At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It's the big $10 sale. So mix and match and get two, three, four, five, or even 10 for $10 with your card. So many great deals. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome to the Connecting with Coincidence radio show with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, bringing together the world's synchronicity experts to help you use meaningful coincidences to develop spiritually, psychologically, and practically. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence into your web browser to find the book, website, Psychology Today blog, YouTube channel, and Facebook page. And now, here is the host of the Connecting with Coincidence radio show, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. Welcome to Connecting with Coincidence. Yes, I am your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, and we are here to connect you with your own personal coincidences. And the best way to do that is to tell each other your coincidence stories. Today, we talk about how to use your coincidences to help you navigate COVID-19. To start with, I received this story from Kim Sawyer in Australia. Thank you, Kim. In March of this year, right around the time the virus was taking hold in the world, a car was parked in the staff parking lot of the Adelaide, Australia airport. It was covered for a while, and then the winds blew off the cover, revealing an expensive car, a fancy BMW. They thought it must have been a pilot's car, but they didn't know. And the car is still sitting there today with no claim of of ownership. The license plate on the car says COVID-19. If you want the link to this article, email me through the link on my website, Connecting with Coincidence. I'd like to hear how you explain it and how you think it happened and what do you think it means? Our guest today is Taria Simonson, who is a Norwegian historian of ideas and a nonfiction author specializing in the esoteric and occult. Simonson has, special, has published essays on I and Thou, the mystically inspired main work of the philosopher Martin Buber. He is educated in Gestalt therapy, psychosynthesis, and his varied career has included lots of different things, including being in my business, psychiatry, kindergarten somehow, past when he was growing up, museums, security, catering, a lot of different things. Today, he works as a freelance writer. Since since his childhood, Simonson has been fascinated by magical phenomena such as telepathy, clairvoyance, precognition, and distance healing. An interest based on peculiar experiences of his own life, as well as strange stories told him by friends and family. The result is an entertaining, colorful, and multifaceted book called A Short History of Nearly Everything, Paranormal, which has recently received the esteemed Parapsychological Association Book Award. Welcome to the show, Taria. 
Thanks a lot, Bernie. It's a, it's a pleasure to talk to you at this time, particularly because the world is facing uh, some major problems, as everyone knows, around the, the virus and global warming, among other things, major conflicts among and between people. Mm. And we need to be reaching beyond uh, what we think of as our regular ways of doing things and trying some other possibilities. Yes. And, and yes, and those possibilities include some of what you have written about in the, the history of uh, what we can call superpower or magical things happening all over the world for many, many centuries. Mm. So, so how did you come to be writing this book at around this time before the virus started? Uh, well, uh, then I will be honest with you. The, the Norwegian book uh, was written some years ago, so uh, uh, it's not linked to, to the current crisis at all. It, uh, as you stated uh, initially, I had some experiences when I was a child, uh, and also trusted family members told me about strong uh, telepathic connections and such uh, things. So, uh, and as I grew older, you know, I met uh, a woman also. Uh, 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 kind of a girlfriend, sweetheart, and and she also impressed me with uh, what we could call intuitive faculties that transcended the normal, just you know, being good in psychology thing. So I, I studied also the esoteric traditions because I found that um, uh, some uh, there were long a long uh, historical tradition for describing such phenomena. And then I started to uh, study parapsychology uh, after that, the science about these phenomena. So, uh, you know, and I also have written about other things, as you said, uh, Martin Buber, because that's bet uh, how you meet other people between, uh, uh, yeah. And uh, also I come from a Christian background and uh, I've written some uh, about uh, old, say, uh, theologically interesting text as well. And I also, also liked to write, really. So it became quite natural to, for me to sum up all my, uh, say, forays into this area in, in a book at some time. I think there's a lot of practicality in what you're writing about. And what you've written about falls under the general category of coincidence, uh, which includes uh, what you've written about, but also some other things. And one of the ways that we can use coincidences is to keep going and make help, help us make decisions and point us in directions. And you had uh, an experience as a, as a writer trying to get a loan uh, would you that that was that's quite a good story could you tell us what happened there because this coincidence which is really hard to explain um help you do the book that we're talking about yeah a very interesting thing uh, i was um I had been ill for a while, so I was short of money, and I was thinking, uh, should I uh, register as a student to get a student loan, which is quite easy to get here in Norway, uh, because the state supports them, or should I, say, take the road less traveled and go for writing a book, and then I had to ask the Writers Guild to get a grant from them, and that's quite uh, much more difficult, really. Uh, and after pondering this decision for two or three months, I eventually, I was uh, very tired at that time and uh, I eventually uh, decided to go for the student loan and then I sent an SMS to a kind of phone company where they give you the numbers for, for different uh, both persons and firms and I asked um, 
via the SMS, I asked for the number for the bank giving out the student loans. But when the answer came back, it was not the number for the bank. It was the number for the Writers Guild. Now, that's quite a surprise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's quite a surprise. Here you had in mind a question about whether to go for the student loan or to go to the Writers Guild, which is a much more difficult process. Mm -hmm. You decided to go for the loan, and magically, uh, there showed up an answer to your question question the the writers guild instead of the bank and that kind of mix up let me say in mm. the uh, in telecommunication uh, in text messaging and also in phone calls uh, getting the wrong number sometimes is just the right number uh, and that's what happened with you mm -hmm. definitely so I uh, applied the Writers uh, Guild for this loan, uh, for this uh, grant. I didn't get it in the first round, but the second round I got it. And then I started writing the book, which now have, uh, have uh, eventually also gone international. Well, this illustrates uh, what people now in the midst of this crisis can do, because uh, you, were, you were guided somehow and we don't know really how, to make a decision that ended up, uh, among other things, you and I talking together here. Yes. Uh, and among other things. I mean, the award you got and other things. Um, mm. second, second edition of the book. But there was a major decision point in your life that was guided by a coincidence that uh, we can explain in all kinds of ways that people can pick up to do. And yet, there it was. The, mm. mean, the meaning of the coincidence for you personally was quite important, no matter how we think about how it happened. So how would you apply this idea to people in the midst of this crisis and decision making? Mm. Yeah, of course, it's a very tough question because, uh, you know, uh, as you say, it was a major decision for me. But uh, a COVID decision could be about life and death. So I will, of course, be very careful to to say give specific guidelines for anything but uh, uh, the last chapter of my book is uh, much about uh, or it's a large section there about using your intuition and uh, as you say if you have a focused uh, attention on some question that is important for you and uh, you have that focus uh, uh, say for quite a period of time you invest lots of energy in it you create I think um, you start creating uh, those c uh, connections uh, via the subconscious mind with uh, other people and uh, with, <laughs> say, um, events that are somehow related to, to that um, theme you are, you are into and want an answer for. So, so my, my advice would just be to have focus on, uh, on this and listen extremely carefully to your intuition and uh, be silent uh, that is quite easy these days for many people a bit too easy perhaps because of lockdown many places but um, to listen to the nuances uh, and say be very in tune with your gut and listen really to what it tells you people are 
Yeah, and sorry. Very yeah. good. And we will continue this in our next segment because it's so important. Um, we, we are looking at how to use coincidences during this time, talking with Taria Simonson, the author of, of A Short History of Nearly Everything Paranormal. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Charles Barkley in a pickup game. We'll take Barkley. Ha! First pick! Sorry, kids! Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? Okay, here's the plan. Pass me the ball every time. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One NA member FDIC. Welcome back to CC with BB, Connecting with Coincidence. I'm talking with Taria Simonson and about how to use coincidences in decision-making during the COVID-19 pandemic. And you were talking in our last segment, Taria, about how to tune in to your intuition and to keep mm. in mind what you want, what you want to have happen. And I'm not so much asking us to talk about life and death decisions uh, that could be involved here. I'm talking about day-to-day decisions. And yes. Because it's really hard to live day-to-day in this current environment because it's so different from the way it used to be. Mm. And, and do you talk about tuning into intuition and mm. you talk about keeping ideas that you are – important to you in mind could you keep telling us about how what you mean here what you mean by intuition what do you mean by being silent because uh, mm. intuition is still a new idea in western thinking i mean it isn't but really it needs to be expanded mm. rather than being so rational so please talk about intuition and keeping a goal clearly in mind Yes, uh, my perspective on intuition, which is uh, say more in a, in in tune or in step with uh, the esoteric traditions, uh, is um, uh, what you can say. You, you you draw on resources that is not usually available for the rational mind. Nothing wrong about rationality, but still it's a limited uh, uh, approach um, to decisions. There is a, a psychology professor in Netherlands, uh, his, his name is Dijkstra, who, who's, and he's written also for Harvard Business Review, and he's uh, won lots of awards. And he say that you process about, uh, I think it's about 100,000 uh, times more bits of information uh, via your subconscious mind than via your your just say conscious uh, ego. So uh, if you ponder decisions, uh, you should draw on these resources, of course. And uh, as both you and me are open to, I think you also really connect to the psychosphere via uh, intuition. You can take. Um, things from what I call uh, the mental internet, if people are somehow on a deep level connected together, you have 
uh, via your intuition also access to uh, other people's thoughts and feelings and uh, somehow you we connect resources on a deeper uh, level so by tuning into intuition uh, for instance if you do some yoga some autogenic uh, training uh, some uh, go for a walk in the forest um, do some meditation, listen to peaceful music, and and be silent because you have so much. Uh, especially if you're afraid, you can have so much noise in your mind that somehow uh, can uh, say uh, oversteer the small, subtle signals from your intuition. So therefore, I said you should try to be silent and listen to what's going on down there in your subconscious, really. Yeah, the idea of processing more quickly in the subconscious is very, very important. It's hard for people to believe that. Mm. And that we have access to um, our mental atmosphere. You call it uh, uh, mental internet, I think. Mm. Um, and I call it the psychosphere. Other people have different names for it. I call it the mental atmosphere. There are There's a bigger mind around each of us that has information in addition to what the subconscious mind has in it. Mm. And by being silent and going and turning off, turning off the outside world somehow um, seems to help make it happen. Mm. And also, uh, I think you can say, I know you have been into dance therapy, uh, if I remember. If you remember correctly. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think also, if you, uh, you know, that's also a long tradition in, in uh, different spiritual traditions uh, to, to use uh, dance and rhythm. Uh, in Sufi traditions, the Islamic mysticism, you have uh, lots of dancing and drumming and whirling. And, uh, and also in uh, other African it's very obvious and uh, yeah so you can uh, and the Sami uh, shaman tradition they use drums you know because uh, also if you use uh, kind of rhythm you can say synchronize uh, your brain waves with the deeper levels of the mind and that will also um, uh, help you to say uh, uh, temporarily shut down uh, the rational uh, limitations of uh, the informations in uh, the subconscious mind and the psychosphere. Yeah, the, the yeah, <laughs> the, we're we're kind of uh, talking about the rational mind as uh, as a problem. It's not so much the rational mind. The rational mind will do in the go in the direction we are talking about is be op more open to intuition. Yes, that's. That is good rationality. It's, it's, I agree. It's, it's a funny, these words always are a problem, but, but when we look at intuition, what kinds of problems are there for intuition? Um, uh, what kind of problems do you see people having with their own intuition? Uh, well, it's a really long theme that, but uh, in, and uh, before going with that, I would say when I used the rational, I use not in a negative way. I'm a chess player, and uh, I used to be quite good at mathematics, and so so uh, it's not I'm negative to the to the rational mind at all. It's just it's uh, it's when you have to do some decisions, it's not all that is needed. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 and that's and really also, what we're. 
Yes. Yeah, and also uh, uh, I must uh, excuse myself because you know English is not my first language, so I can be a bit clumsy with my choice of words sometimes. So of, yeah. of course, of course. <laughs> mm. I, well, I think you're making very good sense here. Thank and, you. And and the, the, you're welcome. And rational, um, I think what we mean by rational is distracting thoughts. Mm. Um, I, here we're talking about not being distracted and people during a lockdown or not being able to go out very much as happens mm. uh, is, is also happening. They have time to be by themselves or mm. with just their loved ones. Mm. So there is an opportunity during these times to be able to tune into intuition rather than being distracted by so much of the news, which is pretty much the same. It keeps mm. getting worse, but it's the same idea. Mm. You've got to wear a mask. You've got to mm. wash your hands. You've got to keep socially mm. distant and you've got to be careful of being in closed spaces with lots of people. Mm. And those are the basic messages out there, and everybody's not doing that in many places, mm. unfortunately. But those who are can hear those messages and variations on it. But here they, there's an opportunity in this mm. time to be able to quiet the mind and listen to the intuition. Mm. And my question is that intuition isn't all good either. Um, it, tuning in to what's inside of you can be tuned in to things that may be problematic. And that's what I'm asking you to be able to tell us more about. Mm. Yes, of course. Uh, that, uh, uh, you know, I don't know if I should uh, do uh, require people to seek a therapist, but uh, that is also a good idea, of course, because somehow to deal with the crisis, uh, uh, but also to, to somehow to have a guide to dealing with the difficult themes that can uh, surface during these times. So if you have a kind of, uh, say, humanistic uh, therapist available, that could be a very good decision for many people. Uh, and uh, that is somehow uh, giving constructive perspectives, uh, transcending uh, both this current crisis and uh, that can be helpful for the rest of your life, really. So t if and we take the crisis as an uh, invitation to look inward and to somehow learn to deal with that uh, w with good friends and eventually a therapist, I think that could be a, a valuable, valuable investment. And also, I think this um, advice that I got from a Norwegian wise man <laughs> many years ago, and that is you should always have one thing you look forward to during the day. That could be a meal, it could be a conversation, it could be whatever, but there must be, so <laughs> um, emanate a light from that activity. So when you have some difficulties during the day, you look forward to that, uh, and that can help you go through diff difficult times. And also, if you somehow uh, have say coming up something from inside uh, old traumas anxieties worries whatever uh, focusing on that good thing that will happen say later this evening and something so so always plan something good for yourself uh, that somehow can help you navigate through both outer and uh, inner turmoil very good 
Very good. Um, what I was referring to, you mentioned uh, that anxiety, uh, anx anxious thoughts can seem to bubble up from the intuition that I've got to worry about this or I have to worry about that. Mm. So getting in touch with intuition um, requires being able to tune out or somehow manage mm. those those anxious thoughts so you have an opportunity to be able to hear what else might be in there that sometimes called the still small voices mm. that reside inside of us that um, are trying to get to us but the other thoughts um, get in the way mm. um, uh, we're coming to the end of this segment um, you're listening to connecting with coincidence on the x-zone broadcast network uh, we are talking to Taria Simonson, who is the author of A Short History of Nearly Everything Paranormal, in our attempt to be able to figure out what we can help you do during this turbulent time. Welcome back to CC with BB, Connecting with Coincidence. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beipman, MD. We are talking with Taria Simonson, our, Nor our, Nor our Norwegian author, about ways to use coincidences and other means to be able to manage life during COVID-19. How do you think about coincidences, Taria? Well, uh, as we, we uh, touched upon, I think they are somehow organized from the subconscious mind that uh, the tip of the iceberg, say, is the conscious mind. And you have this big nine, ten, uh, I will not say uh, how much bigger it is, but, you know, much, much, much bigger. The, the, so it, there is a small tie that is talking to, you know, but uh, under the surface is the big tie that draws on the resources from lots of lots of experiences also genetic memory i think and then we have this uh, collective psychosphere uh, you you uh, said uh, uh, yeah you mentioned and i call it the mental internet where we are connected to each other so so it's the big uh, what we what is called the big chain of being really we are connected to uh, we being a link in this uh, really big network so so using that uh, and trying to tune in how am i uh, what, what say? What is my role in that connection? Uh, that is using coincidence, I think, because we are connected. So it's somehow trying to get more conscious about how are you connected to that. Uh, you will feel if you meet a person. You, I think, everybody has experienced that. You just chat with a person and suddenly you feel it's somehow meaningful to speak about that subject uh, and, and you feel somehow you, you should go in that direction with the conversation or other things like that with your children or, or with, with friends and so, so it's listening to this intuition with uh, 
because in a deep level also, we could say there are no coincidences. There are just connections that we don't really know of. We call them coincidences because we don't have the full perspective on those. But if you listen to the intuition, you will find that what you thought was a coincidence in, in the normal sense of the word was really a connection that you just not had detected yet. Uh, you know, that's a nice way of saying it. Um, there, are, A lot of people say there are no coincidences, but the way I've heard that is that uh, they can all be explained either by God doing them, making them happening, or by probability. Those are the two phrases or mm. explanations that make it not a coincidence, because something isn't a coincidence when you have an explanation for it. Mm. But but you're just putting together something that I intuitively know. I mean, that's the nice thing about talking. Some You need words somehow to put labels on what you know, but without having to know it, that you know it, then the words help. And you've just said, well, there are no coincidences because they reveal connections that we don't know are there, but the connections do exist. Mm. Uh, could you talk to, I mean, I, 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 I really like that because it's, it's what I've been doing all this time, <laughs> but I haven't been able to like, put it like that simply. Um, it's cause, cause I, I know there are, these are illustrating connections and anyway, what do you mean by, what do you mean by they are no coincidences? You told us a little bit, they're no coincidences, but they're, they're connections that we don't know. Well, uh, basically, I think I was uh, rephrasing a quote from uh, Kafka, this great Czech uh, author, and he said, uh, let me see if I can remember the original uh, quote here, uh, more or less. He said, um, uh, he said, uh, coincidences is the names we give to connections that are so complex that we don't overview them. That we don't what them? Uh, that we don't, uh, say, uh, have the full overview over them. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's really the limitation of our perspective that say, oh, that's a coincidence. Because from the, say, more broad perspective that they are connections still to be detected well guess what Taria? that's my job <laughs> and i <laughs> think is... you're doing an excellent job at that <laughs> thank you you have just defined my job <laughs> i mean i i've been trying I mean, it's a nice simple way of saying it and i like finding simple ways of saying it like i'm starting something called the coincidence project and it's it's intent is to help people tell each other to encourage people to tell each other their coincidence stories yes that's that yes that's simple mm. it's understandable and so to say this uh kafka quote which now that you're saying it i've heard before uh but haven't heard it in bold relief like this mm. that part of what i do is try to find how those connections are operating mm. and so instead of only saying we're all connected i'm saying okay we're all connected 
how are we connected? I am trying to help develop a cartography or a geography of the psychosphere. Mm. How are we connected to each other? How does that work? And that's what coincidences raise us to think about. Mm. And these hidden connections, uh, what ideas do you have about them? Uh, uh, well, it's... Um it's, a, it's an extremely big question because if you're a Buddhist, you can say that karmic connections, you know, you were somehow your karma made you meet that person or, or, or end up in that situation or get that possibility. And so, and that is a totally valid perspective, but of course, it's difficult to, to, to to say what is your karma really if you you open to that perspective so so it's it's a very big question really so i have come more to the um to the practical things as i said uh, listen to uh, your intuition very much be still do meditation do some dancing and use your instincts to feel it's more important to to say sense these connections than to somehow uh, uh, describe them in detail uh, so i'm have become uh, it's a very good if you are able to make this map you, you, you're saying, but it's a very ambitious project. So, so uh, I myself, my my um, approach is very practical. Uh, and as I said, plan something good for yourself and fee listen to what is your what we could say your true will and an authentic feeling. Uh, why has Bob Dylan ended up where he has uh, as a big star and people listening to him, him all over the world? He just come with a new record, you know, uh, even if it's he is quite old and he's still going very, very strong. Of course, it's his, uh, my perception at least, is he's a very authentic person listening to his uh, deepest intentions and deepest personal feelings. Uh, of course, he's also talented from birth that uh, to a degree that most of us aren't but uh, i think his ethics in following his authenticity and true uh, tr true will and 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 um, say authentic feeling that is the secret for <coughs> yes uh, for, for to to connect with coincidence in that way uh, also i saw a very interesting interview and that is on youtube um, the great uh, american writer cormac mccarthy he has just given one tv interview <laughs> with uh, oprah winfrey and he says you have to be dedicated uh, because he tells about uh, tells oprah about great coincidences in his life and uh, she asks how did you go about that and he said he doesn't know but you have to be dedicated. I, and, uh, in the next segment, I could tell you about uh, another coincidences of my own, if you like. Uh, but the dedication to listen to your own authentic will and where is my direction in life? Who should I spend time with, uh, for instance? Uh, who, which people build you up and set you on the track to your true self and listen to, to navigate in that kind of daily life? That is my, my say, main. Uh, issue with the, uh, yeah mm -hmm. yes yes um, you're, you're so right to bring us back to intuition and not the mapping of the psychosphere that I like to talk about because this is what we need now are people like you being able to say you've got 
the opportunity now to listen to your own intuition. Mm. And you can look at models like Bob Dylan and see him at age 79, mm. 78, coming out with a tremendous album that is full of his evolution of himself expressing his what's going on inside of him in such a talented way he has the method somehow to transform the intuition into something understandable by other people yes we all we yes we all have that capacity to greater or lesser extents so we need to practice tuning in by being quiet and other methods to mm. what's inside of us and mm. then being able to formulate that in ways to decide what to do right now. What am I going to do right now? Who am I going to call? What mm. might I want to eat? What might I want to read? What might I want to be able to think about with someone else? Exactly. Where am I? Where where can I go that would be safe in these times that still would be informative and helpful for my development of myself during these times and the people I love? And coincidences internally and externally can help guide us. We've come to the coming to the end of this segment. This is Connecting with Coincidence on the Exxon Broadcast Network. I am talking with Taria Simonson, who is the author of a short history of nearly everything normal, paranormal and normal. Welcome back to CC with BB, talking with Taria Simonson, author of A Short History of Nearly Everything Paranormal. And we're talking about how to be able to use your intuition and, and its related phenomena, the coincidences, to help you in your managing the COVID-19 crisis in your own life. And the, the, the summary that I want other, our people to hear is... Keep in mind what you have in mind to accomplish, what you need to have happen, and look mm. inside as well as around you because your environment will reflect hints about what you need. Intuition is not just internal. It is matching what's internal to the external, which is what coincidences are, matching the internal with the external. The information is out there. We don't know how it happens, but there is help available if you believe it's there, and believing is so important, and it's inside of you and outside of you. And Terje, Terje, Taria, we are going to now, your, your story that you wanted to tell us that might be illustrative of all this. <laughs> well, uh, as I said, I, I heard an interview which is on YouTube uh, where Oprah Winfrey was speaking with Cormac McCarthy, and he is a writer, a great American writer. And uh, that was also, um, uh, I had just said to, to my editor, uh, that was when I was going international in my book, that unless someone gives me a grant now we can close the uh, thanks section at the back of the book 
Uh, and uh, then I heard this, inter- it's a long story, in, in, so let me just condense it here. Uh, I had applied for, um, as I said, I got one scholarship and, uh, and I applied for another scholarship um, uh, from a psychological association here in Norway. And I had not got that uh, for some reason. And uh, but I was still say moving ahead and said yes I want to go international with this book and uh, so so um, uh, and uh, but of course I can waver and you can get doubtful about the way and such things but I, then I heard this interview where Cormac McCarthy told about strange coincidences uh, in his life he had not little money but no money and uh, <laughs> so uh, and then suddenly thing happened right out out of the blue and uh, uh, Ofra asked him how did this uh, come about and uh, as I said in the last section uh, he didn't know that but you got to stay dedicated so I meditated much over his words and I was uh, going uh, for a walk in the woods here close to where I live and thinking about what he said and I said to myself yes I for this period in my life, I'm a writer. I dedicate myself to this process. And uh, two days after that, uh, I suddenly got a phone call from a lady. I have never spoken to her. And she asked uh, me, uh, are you the person that applied for a scholarship from the Psychological Association here in Norway? I said, yes, I am. Uh, yeah, she, had, uh, she was a member of honor of that club. And she had heard that I had not been uh, given that scholarship, but she felt that to be a shame, uh, and I want to give this scholarship to you, and I will pay it from my own pocket. She said, "So well, I got I got the scholarship." <laughs> wow! <laughs> and I have never spoken to her. her for I d- didn't know her name and uh, of anything, but uh, probably by some friend sitting in the boards uh, on these organizations, she had heard about this. Uh, so, and then I could move on and say to my editor, "Ah, there is a. We have to open the tank list and give space for this last scholarship." And uh, yeah, long story. But there has been so many strange and good connections uh, uh, with this book. A friend of mine. And he suggested you should write a book about the book because it's so full of coincidences that has helped this for an international launch. Uh, that's another variable here, that once you start immersing yourself in coincidences, they happen more often. And that's what happened to you. You wrote a book that is essentially about coincidences and call them parapsychological, but there are when mind meets uh, external object. Mm. Um, Coincidences tend to fall into three different categories, but Uh based on only their two elements, their two elements of coincidences are mind and object. And you get three categories from that, which is, mind object which is tends to be i thought something and i got the money which is what just happened mm. mind mind which is telepathy among other things and then um my and then object object which are sequences of of the same object appearing like um two like the common one are numbers um but those are funny to explain but a a bunch of zebras happening because you saw one and you saw another and i know somebody who sees thousands of monkeys in various ways Uh and that's 
that's her form of coincidence uh, experience because mm. mm. people experience different kinds, different categories and subcategories of coincidences. Mm. So what we're talking about about here is uh, is is how paranormals are in, are a subset of coincidences, and you immerse yourself in them. So what are so what, what do you make out of that happening that this you your experience what does that mean to you that by writing this book you had probably an increase in coincidence experiences? Mm. Yes, I think so. Uh, as I said, it's about focus and dedication. If you tune into what is important for you, you generate more of the co coincidences. Uh, I don't know why that is so. It could be the if explaining uh, the first one writing about uh, coincidences was Carl uh, Gustav Jung, and he said you increase your psychic energy when you focus on what is important for you, and uh, that increased energy somehow generates these things. It is. Uh, it's up to you to make the good map for uh, our time uh, yeah but uh, it, it's as an observation it seems these connections will say be clear to or establish or be created more by people being strongly connected to what is important to them that's so key uh, increasing psychic energy is the result of focusing on what's important to you personally, not what you're doing for somebody else, yes. but what you could do for your own, for your, and finding that in your life is like uh, such a prize to be able to know what it is that you're here to do. Mm. Uh, I I say that my job is coincidence studies. I mean that that it's almost like I don't know how it happened exactly. I don't because I've had a lot of coincidence in my life. Blah blah blah. And I explain it, but this is what I'm doing. Kind of what you were talking about, Cole McCarthy, or you writing this book. Uh, this is what I'm doing, and you. This is the second time today someone has told me that I am doing something ambitious, mm. uh, which sounds like it. Oh, no, it's too much work. <laughs> it's too much work. Right now, I'm trying to write a, a map of the mind for psychotherapists. Mm -hmm. Because I heard you talking about what's the unconscious, what's the limit of it, where's the, we, uh, that's a part of this, is to include what the unconscious might be, or subconscious, collective unconscious, collective conscious, all those things are part, are, we're part of now, mm -hmm. and I, I want to be able to define it, but this is an ambitious project, I'm trying to finish, a, anyway, I'm doing a lot now, and coincidences do happen. Mm. Uh, for me fairly regularly. So here's somebody writing about coincidences, talking about coincidences, and here we're, I don't know, it's like crazy somehow. But <laughs> this this whole, just dedic being dedicated like this makes you, is a little crazy making sometimes because you just keep doing it because you have to. Mm, I understand. And how, how do you think this might apply to people out there in the world uh, who are much less uh, focused on some big idea craziness like you or me that are practical? They're big ideas, but they're practical as well. What do you, what do you think in our last couple of minutes here we can say about how you come up with what is important to you during this time? What gives you joy? That is the classic advice from Joseph Campbell. He yeah. said, follow your bliss. 
uh, and some t- people thought that to be a superficial uh, and then he added uh, well follow your blisters he said uh, with uh, tongue in cheek uh, but but what gives you joy in life if it is fishing if it is music if it is conversation if it is knitting also find what where you connect to to your own inner joy that is the main advice i would say where you connect to your inner joy um and where you connect with other people who give you the similar kind of feeling. Yes. And, and uh, although we, were, we are coming to the end of this, my major concern uh, these days is not about the individual uh, as much as about relationships among and between people, because that's where I see our major difficulty being as a human species. Mm. And and being able to find ways to love each other in a positive way that's not crazy making that's not makes people like fight with each other and conflict with each other but to find ways to resolve those things so that we can connect and find the real joy that comes from interchangings with other people, not just in the regular love romantic thing, but in mental ways, in heart ways, in in caring ways. There, it's there to be done, and mm. the coincidences are can help lead the way to them. So we've come to the end of our time. Taria is a delight talking with you. And, Thanks uh, a lot, Bernie. Thanks for having me. You're welcome, and, and I wish you continued luck with your book and everything else and you've been listening to connecting with coincidence on the x-zone broadcast network